Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Rachel Dorsey. She is a proud owner of Rad Virtual Support. She started her own virtual assistant business back in 2017 and has had the opportunity to work with in various management and support roles in small online startups, multi-million dollar digital enterprises, and everything in, main t- in between while maintaining a work-life balance that actually works. Now she helps her clients do the same thing. She's helping people manage their life in between wrangling kids and baking something in the delicious oven. She's all about saying yes or saying no to say yes. Um, and we talk way more about that in today's show. Yes. So if you have been wanting to be empowered and equipped to say no more often, both for you, but for others, for your boundaries, professionally and personally, this episode is going to give you some actionable strategies and some real life examples on how you can word that, the benefits of it, and how to create more opportunities in your personal and business life. We also give you a little homework assignment at the end towards the last like 15 minutes of this episode. And I encourage you to actually do that and DM us your results over on Instagram at Boss Project. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Super excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you because we're talking about my favorite word today, which is no. Yes. (laughs) Not always a fun answer to hear, but it's one that we hear all the time. Yes. It is probably my husband's least favorite word. And he, um, it's really funny because Abby and my husband share some same people pleasing tendencies. And so I feel like people pleasers, which are a lot of our listeners really hesitant to say no, because they ultimately in their heart of hearts do actually want to say yes, Yeah, but are you know, like maybe sometimes physically incapable of like right. adding on one more thing. And so I know you have a lot of tips today that we're going to cover how people can integrate no into their business and their life in a lot of different ways and also use it as an area of opportunity. Well, so that and hear it from other people. Yeah, I think I'm not good really at that part. So that's where I'm going to chime in and need the most assistance. So I'm really excited for this just to kind of give Rachel a little bit of an overview. We have our listeners who are service providers that are working with clients that are juggling families that are maybe trying to go like officially full-time or replacing that salary eventually. And I feel like in that space of growing, in that space of figuring out what it is that you're actually doing over here, there's a lot of opportunities where you feel like you shouldn't or can't say no, because we see each and every single opportunity as something that we should be saying yes to, because it's going to move us forward in some way. So I would love to kind of hear your take on why why the whole expertise in saying no and helping others hear it and say it? Absolutely. Well, I think too, part of it is 
it's a mindset issue. It's, it's not fun to receive the answer no. And sometimes it's really hard to say the answer no. Yeah. But my whole thought in coming today too is to switch that mindset and make that switch of there's opportunities for you to receive when you're able to accept the answer of no, receiving yeah. it, as well as giving it to somebody else. And it's making that switch of, it's not negative. It's not something bad. In fact, you're making the space to say yes to something else and looking at it from a positive perspective. So no, it's not always fun to hear and it's not fun to sometimes say no, but it's important that we do that so that we can receive the yeses inside of our lives. Well, and let's start with the hearing it because I think not, I think more people are aware that they probably need to say no more often, but the like in receiving it, I think there's a lot more baggage there that is yet to be untapped. What it means about me when I hear right. the word no. Right. What did <laughs> right. I, what did I do wrong? What, what mistake did I make? Why am I, why am I getting a no? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about after you take a risk, because I often feel like a no it usually comes from a place of you put yourself out there, you asked for something, you made yourself vulnerable, and to receive back a no can sometimes become this like personal thing that it was never meant to be. So how would you unpack that for someone? That's a really great, great question. So receiving that no, the first step is to not take it personally. And I know that's so easily said and then so hard to make that switch, but it's very important that we don't take it personally. And then we take action towards what we are receiving. Okay. So if we've worked really hard, let's just play this out in an example. Okay, I'm a service provider and I really want to work with this person. And I've worked hard on this project and in this interview process. I had the first interview, then I had a test project and I killed it and knocked it out of the park. Then I had my second interview and it came down to no, this is not the right fit. Ugh, yuck. Like I just spent hours of my time and I worked really hard and invested in that. It's not that you are wrong or that you did something wrong or that you didn't put the effort forward. It's just, there's a misalignment and that's actually a positive thing because you never want to get into a situation, even though you think that that may be the client, the dream person that you want to work with. There's some kind of misalignment and you should receive that no of, oh yes, it hurts. It doesn't feel good. But why do I need to receive this? No, thank goodness I did, because maybe there's something that I didn't see that they saw that's not a connection. And now we're not going to get into it. And it's not going to be that difficult situation. So receiving that no as a release to get a yes from somebody that is more aligned in that specific scenario. Yeah. yeah, I literally read this morning and I think this like so relates when we hear it, it because we're taking it personally, we feel like we did something wrong, but yeah. often the no is just it's a signal from the other person that they were looking for something else, but that doesn't always have much to say about us literally at all. Right. And so I read this affirmation, it really sat with me. And I think this is part of it. And because the no is about the letting go, in my opinion. And it says, I don't chase, I attract what belongs to me will simply find me. And I think in this scenario, 
our reaction is to chase our reaction is to be like, well, why? And like, try to like untap the thing or, or dig deeper, especially like if we maybe pitched ourselves to a potential client or like sent them the proposal and then they ultimately decided to go in a different direction. Our, our, reaction is to chase after it and like, well, what are your objections and figure out all the things. And I often think if like the bless and release kind of thing (laughs) is the best scenario, because I'm not saying that you shouldn't identify objections to see how you can improve or see how you are different, or perhaps to, to maybe just make sure they're fully aware of the things you are providing. Because sometimes it's just like a lack of knowledge. Maybe they they miss something in their processing and that's fine. But when you're like chasing after the thing on this repeated basis, it becomes this really unhealthy thing when if you were to let it go, I often find that the next yes, like right after that no is so much better. And your brain is like, obviously right Right. and isn't retrospect such a powerful thing too like sometimes you receive that no and it hurts and you you process through it however that looks but then you get that yes and you're like oh oh okay that's why i better right exactly retrospect is such a powerful thing and if we only tap into that as much as we can in the moment i think too sometimes we don't know what's on the other side of the story like we don't know in, in this example, we don't know what's going on inside of that client's world and why they said no. And sometimes we don't need to, yeah. and we can accept that. Like, you know, not chasing after it, not pushing and not prying more. Right. It's just accepting the no so that we can go find the yes. What I also encourage people to, you might not get the immediate ability for like retrospection very soon. I'm remembering a very clear incident that I won't get into details for all you nosy people, but I'm sure Abby will guess what I'm thinking about. It was an incident really early on in our business that we got told a no kind of in an embarrassing way. Like it made us feel all sorts of feels about ourselves. She knows. And and it sucked at the moment. We thought we wanted this thing. We thought we wanted, you know, whatever that thing was going to give us. And we got told no in a really big, awkward way. And it hurt and it sucked because of how it was handled. But it wasn't for months and years later, especially years like last year specifically, where something came out that I was like, oh, I'm so glad that that did not work out. Like, that's all a mess right now. And here's where we are. And so you might not get that encouraging, like that reassurance super quickly, but I believe that like is coming like the reassurance for the, the reason why the no happened will point itself out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And enjoy that when that yeah. comes and you have that retrospective moment, it's so fun. Like even looking at my journey, I started in the online space in 2017 and then looking to where I am now and looking back at all the no's that I yeah. received, they were painful. They didn't feel good. I didn't like them. But then looking at all the yeses that came across my path because of those no's yep. mm-hmm. wouldn't change it for the world. Well, so often we let these like na- what we decide is a negative experience, which honestly doesn't have to be. That's right. We decide these negative experiences are the more important thing. And we often let it dilute the joy or dilute yes. the success in other places 
or we for like it's it's the example of you you're getting client success stories all the time but you get one person who's upset about your delivery and then you're like i suck i'm terrible (laughs) i can never do this again i need to quit my client business because like I'm just a terrible provider and like then you make it about all these things that's not about literally at all and probably they just had to stick up their butt that day like (laughs) yeah so true I was just so funny because I was just having this conversation with my kids yesterday in the car you can't take things to the extreme like your example was perfect you know like uh, and my friend said, no, she couldn't come over. I, I'm never going to invite her over again. Like, no. That's what my kid does right. I mean, she's See, four and a half. It's but she process. does it for everything. But she's right. like, you have to learn it. You said yeah. I can't color. Mm-hmm. And she will literally say, I could never color ever again. Yes. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we can't take those to the extreme. And I love what you said, diluting the joy. I mean, that's so good. And I think that that's really key here is even looking for the joy in that moment, even though it doesn't feel good hearing it, look for the joy in the moment. Okay. Now that this isn't happening, what can Mm -hmm. I do now? Do I get Mm -hmm. to go look for somebody else? Do I get to now spend time on this project? Do I get Mm -hmm. to now build this thing? Whatever that opportunity is. Yeah. Well, I think some, a lot of times, especially early on, I would get frustrated, but then Emily and I would have this conversation of like, they really weren't that great a fit or like mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't have done that well together or I'm actually not sure I could have provided this specific thing they were really looking for. Yeah. I would have had to learn all these new things <laughs> to actually implement for yeah. them, whatever. <laughs> and often it's a blessing in disguise yeah. well, that you prevented a potential nightmare. So. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if you know that much about human design. I know very little, but I have like dove in a little bit the last year or so specifically around my type. So I'm a projector. There's also, I think it's based on that type that there are ways in which like certain people, so there's like manifester, generator, reflector, projector, and like one other kind. But specifically the projector is the person who shouldn't seek the yeses and the the opportunities and chase and find they are the people truly that have to in their best alignment work best when the invitation is extended to them mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i have learned that because abby is not a projector so we we also like go after things in a different way she encourages me to go out and like maybe be uncomfortable a little bit and like seek more opportunities be intentional about the things that we're like actively chasing and i'm over here like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. We just have to be open to it. It's going to happen. And so I think it's a unique merriment in our business relationship of mm-hmm. both the proactive, but the, it's not reactive, but like the, the just chill version of let's just see what happens. Let's just see what comes. Let's just see who's going to come through the door. It could be anything from an ideal candidate for a position. Like, okay, we don't have to chase, chase, chase. Like it's going to happen. I'm confident in it. The right person is going to come into our space and be invited to this space and invite us to work with them or whatever version it's going to be for y'all. But I would really pay attention to also how you seek opportunities just in life. Like, were you the person constantly like asking to be on the team and like seeking these opportunities and like trying all of the stuff, like putting yourself in those situations? Or were you someone who's like, okay, well, when I get asked to do it, I'm going to see if it feels in alignment because that's going to be how you process these no's as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's so good. And I think you brought up another key point too, is having those people in your life and surrounding 
being surrounded by people who balance you out. Yeah. That mm-hmm. challenge you where you need to be challenged, but also encourage you in how you were designed. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's even in your guys's case, a beautiful picture of that because you aren't exactly the same. You process, you receive, you seek out in different ways, but yet you balance each other in such Mm -hmm. a good way. And so us as online service providers and creators and all the things need to have those people in our lives that can balance us out, that we can have those conversations with Mm -hmm. and who can challenge us of, okay, Emily, that's not the best way to think about that. Why don't you think about it this way? Or challenge you to go do this, whatever that looks like. I think that's so key in this whole process because it's a roller coaster. I was telling one of my clients the other day, being an online business owner and being a course creator is for her, such a roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. We have these high peak moments where we're celebrating and, and we're selling and all these things. And then we always have those dips where yeah. it's not as fun, doesn't feel as good, but we keep going, we keep climbing and then we ride the next wave. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when the ride is over? We freaking get back on and yeah. we do it again because yeah. it's so much fun and we have such great experiences, whether it's a high or whether it's a low and we get to enjoy it with other people as yeah. well. Or you well, took our version and, and we hated the highs and the lows. So we built a different roller coaster. That's just. Or like, that too. It goes like this. It's like, I'm like on a train. It's a lazy river. A, is what it is. And it just, it's a circle. Oh, the lazy river. That's a good it's one pretty, too. It's pretty great. Oh, it's fun. It's relaxing. You have a beverage. You get yeah. some fun. Abby's lazy river is covered in shade. To <laughs> yeah, I got Love sunburnt it. on that drive to that place that we got drive. told to that place we got told no. Yeah, actually, <laughs> on the way there, she got a sunburn in the car. <laughs> It should have been a sign. Oh, well, and I, I think part of this too is going back to the other side where we have to be better at saying no. I think Mm. just as much as it's our job to process and not take things personally and like look at every no as an opportunity instead of a letdown, I think the same is true for us deciding. If you're in the decision seat, Mm -hmm. you making really intentional moves is so powerful. And it's hard because oftentimes, especially earlier on in your career, earlier on in building a business, you're scared to say no because you're never sure where it's going to lead you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't say yes to things and then occasionally have it not be worth your time. Like that's going to happen. going to happen. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. 
When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Okay, friends, if it feels like the next train of thought that gets picked up feels like, wait, did you finish that sentence or did you have a clear thought and are we talking about something else? It's because we're recording this a couple days later. We had some major tech difficulties right in the middle of um, Abby's example that she wanted to walk you guys through of saying no to something so you can say yes to something else. We had to pick it back up a couple days later. So you're getting a whole new day version of us. But we're going to pick up the conversation as best we can and wrap up uh, Rachel's final point in this conversation uh, so you can get like the best of this episode that you can. So Abby, a couple days ago, you was talking about saying no to an amazing volunteer organization that you've worked with for years. And what, what did that feel like? What did that do for you? <laughs> yeah, so I, it was definitely difficult because I have always been the yes to everything, even when I don't have any bandwidth or mental did, capacity. Did, did you left, say that in the past tense, like you've changed? <laughs> I am oh. so much better than when you met I, me, you're Emily. Right, you're right. So much you're right. better. But I previously would spread myself extremely thin and would say yes to things because I thought it was for the betterment 
of everyone involved. And Junior League was a great example of that for me. They do incredible work in Kansas City. They do incredible work all over the country. And I really was utilizing that with a focus on how I can help Kansas City. And so the idea of saying no to working with them more or working with them in a much smaller capacity was like a struggle because I knew that that meant that I wasn't impacting the city in the same way. But one of the things that was really incredibly impactful here is recognizing what purpose it actually served for me. And previous to starting my business, it was a career vehicle. I could work on something inside this nonprofit and get experience that I couldn't get at my day job, which would expand my opportunities so I could work for other people in different capacities and take on different things. And when I recognized the fact that it wasn't serving that purpose anymore. When I worked for myself, I was literally just volunteering to work in the same way outside of work and that it was just causing more stress and anxiety and that it was taking time away from me being able to focus on what I needed because it usually ate into my self-care time. And so I stepped back in a really big way, but saying no sometimes isn't easy, but if you can really look at it as an opportunity to focus on what is it actually serving Mm -hmm. for you. And I think having that honest conversation with yourself, sure, you could say something like that was because I want to impact Kansas City and I want to do all these things for all these organizations. And that's true. But what's the root of it? I mean, I can't forget the fact that I started because I wanted it for career advancement. I wanted it. And you ended up having to do that twice saying no to the league, one being an actual like year break. Oh yeah. I took a whole year off following a big leadership year. And then I later stepped down in responsibility. So like after taking a full year off, I did come back, but I decided at that point that I wasn't going to sit in a leadership seat. And instead I was going to focus on just volunteerism instead of leading the league forward. And that was the year that I focused on walking dogs and working more with Wayside Waves, which sounds small, but like it was so good for my soul and allowed me to get the Uh self-care I needed and still volunteer. So I got to say yes in a different kind of way, but it was saying no to like the really stressful meetings and fundraising and marketing that I just didn't need to be doing. I I leave my day job to go do this activity for free at night. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. you brought up something super interesting and, and revolutionary. I didn't have this written in my notes, but as you were talking, it came up like sometimes it's okay, y'all, to be selfish. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we need to stop and really identify and think through the choice that's before us. And why do we want to say yes? Mm -hmm. Why are we wanting to say yes to help them? And sometimes if it's just for the betterment or it's to help them, it may not be the right answer. You may need to say, no, I need to say no, because I need to say yes to myself. Because I need to do this. I need to step down from this leadership position and I need to do more volunteer work for whatever reason. So it's okay to be selfish 
sometimes. And we need to give ourselves that freedom to do that. And I think that that goes against lots of different things that we may have been taught growing up that we need to put others before ourselves and all of those things. And yes, we should. But sometimes in the moment, in those decisions, we have to decide why am I saying yes? And is this the best thing for me in this moment? I think that being honest with yourself about why you're saying yes yes is so critical. Because something I've learned, and this is more for not professional yeses and nos, but personal yeses and nos. I I was a kid growing up in a divorced home trying to manage the happiness of both of my parents for my entire life and being a parent to my parents sometimes. And that what the skill that teaches you is I will do nothing to rock the boat. I want everyone at this party to feel happy and get the most out of it. I want everyone here to know that they said yes for and that they're getting fulfilled and like everyone's good. And what that stress has like grown into over the years. And this is a personal example. So maybe this will help some of you listening for So it's my birthday actually today, but before birthdays and mother's day, those are like my two sole days out of the year. Typically, right. Family wants to hang out with you, which I love. I love hanging out with my family. I love doing dinner. I love doing breakfast. I love doing game night. I love going out, whatever. Not on those actual days. Those are my days to say no to literally everyone else so I can say yes to myself. I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to do anything. If you're reaching out to me because you want to do birthday for my dinner, that's that's for you. That's for you to feel good about taking me to dinner for my birthday, which is nothing is wrong with that, but that doesn't mean we have to do it on my birthday. And so it's just little shit like that, that like you can take up your own space in your own time, how you want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my rule. And I, I think we have to identify and, and be okay with taking care of ourselves and making that decision on what's the right yep. move for yep. us. Mm-hmm. in yep. the moment. And sometimes it can, it, we can look at it professionally. And I think a big way that we need to look at it is personally, let's use our health, for example, like, I'm going to say no to eating this Snickers <laughs> bar at 9pm at what? night, although I totally want that? it. I mean, but, I think you need to rethink <laughs> this. <laughs> All the things. Okay. But for the better, for my, for my sleep, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. my health, for my, sure. my care of my weight, whatever it is, I need to say no so that I can say yes to making myself I have to say no to better. coffee after 2 p.m. now and it depresses me. Is that an age yes. thing? Because I feel like, yes. okay. Because I think I've crossed that threshold That's annoying. Myself. My husband will come home and see, like I had a big day or whatever and I have a latte and it's like 3.30 or whatever. And he's like, cool, so no sleeping tonight. Got it. Got it. Got right. it. And I'm like, yep. yeah. Yep. But sometimes I make the decision my, my time's about knowing three. I'm going to have shit yeah, sleep. Three. And sometimes I have to make the decision mm-hmm. to not do it. <laughs> yeah. What happened to being able to go out to the quote bars and like metabolism do at 2 30 in the now. morning and be able I don't to metabolize no less anymore? It just sleep. stays in my body forever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. No, but the saying no to say yes is so powerful. And here's the thing. And the thing I need to remind you, most of the people that I think say yes to things are people that want everyone around them to be happy and comfortable and safe and secure. And they want them to love them and they want to be appreciated. (laughs) All for positive reasons. Okay. All amazing. 
But do any of these people have your self-interest first? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have your self-interest first, then who does? Mm-hmm. And I think so often we do this because we want everyone else to be whatever. Well, and what's the I mean, classic like, line? I'm little... happy if you're happy. I hate yeah. that. But the thing is, like, if everyone's out for themselves, but you're mm-hmm. not, then literally you're just begging to get run over all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I think I think what you're bringing forward to is something really important. And there's a huge mindset shift that happens when we make the decision to say yes into starting our own business, starting a podcast, being a service mm-hmm. provider <clears throat> on our own. We have to be willing and able to stand up and make decisions for yeah. ourselves for ourselves, not always for other people. Yes. If we are in the business of serving and helping others, yes, we are thinking about our ideal client. Yes, we are thinking about our audience, but when it really comes down to it, we created this business, we created this service, whatever it is that we're working on for Mm -hmm. us. There's a reason, there's a why behind why we are creating the thing. And it's okay to accept that. For me, that brings up the like, all the have to should hundred percent because I think so often a lot of the stuff specifically around business is that everyone tells us the way we're supposed to be doing things. Mm-hmm. And if we don't run it through the filter of does that actually make sense for me? Right. Mm-hmm. And does it make sense for my right. life? And just because something will I work doesn't mean you have to say yes to it. Yep. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like I'll give you a perfect <laughs> example. Emily and I have thought about implementing a different sales strategy in our business for a long time. And we're like, well, everyone else does it this way. Maybe we just have to suck it up. Well, maybe if we get the right team, then they'll just do it and we can like train it. But I'm like, if literally I would rather gouge my eyeballs out, (laughs) is it a good plan to hire someone else to do it for me? No, probably not because it doesn't feel ethical or in alignment with the way I want to do business. And so then we started looking at alternatives. Like the most obvious one was just like literally sitting there saying, you've done me before and you've ignored me for so long. (laughs) But I think so often we get this like weird perception of what it's supposed to be like that we get trapped in that it can only look a certain way. And so often we have to take a step back and really identify what do we want? Why do we want it? What is the purpose? What are my motivations? What do I desire? And how do I want to get there? And sometimes the like, what you desire, the vehicle mm-hmm. can change. Yeah. The how you get there, the mode doesn't always have to be the way it is for mm-hmm. everybody else. That's so good, and I think we we just have to revisit our why and what made us yeah. do this. We are creating the thing, and you think of whatever that thing is in your mind, whatever you're working on. We're creating this thing to do what we love, when we yeah. love, for who we love where we love, when we love all the things like that's why we're doing that. And it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to make the choice to say, no, this is not the right move for me. This is what I want to say yes to over here and giving yourself the freedom to be selfish and revisit that why on why you started to do the thing that you're doing. I saw an Instagram post today of a really fun account that I follow. And she posted something like, 
recently I've, I've put out two $15,000 brand partnership opportunities. Like someone would pay her 15 K to do this thing, two of them. And they've both turned them down. And she was like, and I'm not literally worried about it because I know there's a 30 K one hanging out right around the corner. That's going to be a better fit. And work out for me and for them better. And I just like wish I could gift that confidence in it's right there. It's it's right there. Like my hand is like mimicking a corner. You might not be able to see it now. Maybe the shadow is lingering. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's down the block, but it's this trust that you I really want you to start fostering in yourself because it's actually not about you. It's about like enabling you to to say the no or identify your boundaries, but then the other things are they're already there. You're not going to be able to see them if you're busy doing other shit. Well, and I think part of this comes down to gratitude because so often where we are now is where we wish we wanted Uh or like it's where we wanted to be years ago. It's what we dreamed about. It's what we we said we wanted. It's the goal we put out there. And then all of a sudden we're living the freaking dream literally Uh and we're so unappreciative of what it took to get here. And so then we're always searching for that next thing. And I think it comes back down to, we've had a whole episodes on like contentment and like focusing on now a little bit, but some of it is also reflection, like being able to see what did you say no to that enabled yeah, you to do I feel other like that's the homework I want to give some- you all is like truly think back in the last like year or so, yeah. what are the no's that you've said no to And like, can you identify a correlation of that no to a different opportunity? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a powerful exercise. And then tell me all about it. Literally, pen and paper and sit down, draw a line. Here's what I said no to. Can I see a correlation to a yes or a new opportunity that can be? What what was your favorite no this year? I I mean, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be your favorite, but I have... Okay, you go. I'm going to have to think about mine. Oh, good. That could be the last time thing. I literally gave up laundry. Oh, yeah, that's good. (gasps) I like... Oh, I know mine too. I don't... I don't do yeah. any of it. <laughs> I don't I don't put it in the washing machine. I don't change the loads around. I don't put my laundry away. Like it literally goes from a dirty basket, gets washed, gets sorted, gets folded or hung. If it needs steam to get steamed and goes back in my closet magically within the next yep. seven days. Mine is the same, Beautiful. but for cooking. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I've, I, I love to cook. Well, I used to love to cook. Grew up, like my dad loves to cook. We would try new recipes and meals all the time. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I'm good at it. And I'm not a recipe follower. Like I can mix and match. And I legitimately loved it. And I was the only sole cooker in my relationship for like 13 years. And then COVID happened. And I was like, middle finger to cooking. I am so over this. I can't, like my brain cannot <laughs> process one more thing. Because it's not just cooking. It's the meal planning and the grocery shopping and the using the things and that all of the things. So I like tried to delegate it to my husband. Or I did delegate it to my husband and he went through like, I don't know, four or five months of like not really understanding it and struggle busting. And I gave him like one tool or like a little bit of feedback and he has been thriving. I don't cook. I don't think about meals. I eat good food now and it is not like it's out of my brain and it's so great. Well, and here's, okay, one little like takeaway from the saying no, because I don't, the idea of either never cooking dinner again or never doing laundry again, 
I'm sure to some of you are like, that's so nice. <laughs> but like, I think you really have to identify that from a no often takes a follow up of a different yeah. action to like, well, handle for a year, we like, did Postmates. That was our in between. Yeah. And so now, but the, since then, you've like gave them some tools for meal planning and you gave them some tools for ordering food so that like, you've literally trained your husband on how to do it. For me, it was getting a personal assistant in so that we could have someone handling some of this stuff. But it's shocking to me, the mental load of of like house stuff, (laughs) literally, of that kind of thing that not having it has allowed me to work on things that are actually in my zone of genius. Because I would literally sit around all day being like, someone's gonna wash the bedding and and it would just like eat away your brain so like know that sometimes saying no is a decision that requires (laughs) follow-up action because emily's also really good at in the past saying no to things and just forgetting they exist i can ignore things so easily and if i delegate my brain literally forgets that it's a thing and so it's gone it's out of my brain what's cooking i don't know Something's cooking. It's saying yes to the space. Right. I think for me, it was, I was done being tired and worn out. And a lot Mm -hmm. of that was due to my lack of physical care for Mm -hmm. myself. Yes. Moving. Mm -hmm. That was the one thing. I mean, once I fully embraced this entrepreneurship and and working from home, I sat a lot and I didn't move a lot and I could feel it tired and worn out and frustrated and just not feeling healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I made the decision. Yes, I'm going to get up and I'm going to move. Yes, I'm going to Mm -hmm. wear my watch so that I can see when I move and make that choice to move every day, whether it's a walk, whether it's an exercise routine, or I go to the gym, it can look a myriad of different ways, but I'm going to say yes to myself to moving. And it has made a huge impact in my energy and the way I feel about myself, all those things. Saying yes to yourself is one of the most powerful yeah. yeses you yeah. can have. 100%. I I said yes to monthly well, massages last year, and it's been a game changer. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, a game changer. Highly recommend. Yeah. Fight me, and that massage is not a luxury; it is yeah, hundred percent care. Can I tell you yes. a secret? Yeah, I've never been to one girl. People give me a hard time all the time. I don't know what it is. Maybe I've never, like, well, I've never experienced, so I can't yeah. judge it. It just kind of weirds That's, me out. It is. I could go every day. Mm-hmm. Really? It well, and I understand if it's like a like you don't like being touched. Like I could totally see how that would be an uncomfortable experience, but. Having your body yeah. in alignment. Oh, I could go on a whole tangent. Okay. Anyway, so, less headaches, less shoulder pain, all the things. Better posture. Yeah, that combined with chiropractic. <laughs> anyway, okay. I have now. Apparently, okay, Rachel. Let's talk some strategy to me because we've talked a lot a couple days ago and today about saying no so you can say yes, hearing the no's like from potential clients and and from family members and all of that. And I, I just would love some tangible takeaways. What are you, what are your big things you want us to really be thinking about as we end this podcast? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I want listeners to take away from is it's okay to stop and take time. 
it's okay to stop and reflect in the moment the decision that's being made or what you're hearing either way. And if you're making the decision, if you're making the decision on, do I need to say yes, or do I need to say no? Why do, why am I leaning towards this direction and how is this going to benefit or move the needle in what I'm trying to do and give yourself the freedom and ability to be selfish inside of that decision, but stopping and taking time to think through how is this going to benefit? Does this match my why? Does this move the needle of what I'm trying to do? All of those things can be very, very beneficial. Sometimes it's literally, I'm holding up my pen. It's literally taking a pen and paper and journaling or writing down, putting a line down the middle. What are my choices? Are these good? Is this bad? And using that time and space to be able to do that can be very powerful and beneficial when walking through those decisions or hearing those decisions from somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I would definitely challenge you to take the time to do that exercise that Emily recommended. And then DM me and and tell me all the things. (laughs) Yeah. What are the things that saying no opened up for you? And then I would also take a second to like, what about the things that you didn't have any control over? What are the things that you were told no about that now you didn't even really realize what was possible when that thing didn't work out? So I I would love for you to take the time, take pen to paper, share that, Mm -hmm. send us a photo, talk to us about it in the DMs. We want to hear about what was successful for you and what you didn't even realize was on the other side of all these no's. Rachel, thank you so much for being here today. I know people will love to go learn more from you and hang out. So where can they find you online? Yeah, you can just visit my website, radvirtualsupport.com. That's the best way to find me. You can get connected to me on social media. My handle's Rad Virtual Support on Facebook and Instagram. So you can go there and check me out, see what I offer. And if it feels in alignment with what you need, we can totally connect. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Rachel. Thanks, ladies. You're amazing. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.